1: Plushcare.com slash weight loss.
2: Hello and welcome to Queen Pod. We are on a mission to bring you a companion piece to the entire Queen back catalogue, track by track, album by album, and incredibly the band are very kindly letting us play all their music, which makes us the only podcast on earth with Queen playing all the way through it. However, we do need your support, so if you are in a position to do that, kindly pop over to patreon.com forward slash queenpod to find out how. Over to you, Fred. <laughs> Street. Welcome, you ladies and gentlemen. I would like to say hello. Hello! It's me, your host, Ro. Are you ready for some entertainment? Are you ready for a show? Well, she says bark, I say bite. She says shark, I say hey, comedian Suze Kempner. How do you do? (laughs) Oh,
0: hello. (laughs) Ding, 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 ding. ding. I'm a bicycle bell. (laughs)
2: Hooray! And... Uh, an honorary associate of uh,
0: the Royal Academy of Music.
2: Very recently, yeah, not
0: not an honorary, just an associate, because I actually went there, so I'm not even an honorary. <laughs> but it happy. sounds fancy. It I does don't sound know fancy. what it means. Yeah, because like Lin Manuel Miranda has been named an honorary associate. Okay. Um, because he didn't go there But I'm better than him Because okay. I actually went there Yeah sure. we, we're both Lin Manuel and I Have been named Associates of the Royal Academy of Music In this year's honours list And I like That's it better than The Queen's honours list Because it's not all tied up In the Empire and that
2: Exactly so. Exactly Yeah <laughs> And I guess that means That you can just sort of March sheep through The Royal Academy of Music And stuff right
0: Yeah pretty much Yeah
2: Lovely Brilliant I own
0: this place etc
2: Fantastic <laughs> <laughs> Well, he's got stiffness in his bones. It's Queen filmmaker Simon Lutton. Hello, I miss those
3: introductions. Rhoda. <laughs> Thank you.
2: Really? Well, which of your yeah. bones are stiff?
3: Oh, all of them. <laughs> yes, all, all of them. Definitely. All of them. Thank you. All, all <laughs> of the bones. Yeah. Spotting my innuendo. I've got mortgages. <laughs> I've got hidden. loans.
2: <laughs> I've got it all. <laughs> got hopes. No, they're all, all devils. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh,
0: please, hopes are so twenty nineteen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and
2: ay 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 hell hello it's not john robbins uh, sadly we do not have john with us with us today however do not fret uh, basically now that boris has said the pandemic's over life's got busy it's hard for us to schedule all of us to be together Uh, So we're not always going to have all four of us together. We will have, for many of the episodes, but not all of them, fear not, John will be with us for loads of the upcoming episodes of this, finally, season three of Queen Pond. We're here, guys. We're We're finally making season three. So good. How are you guys feeling? you
0: excited about season three, Suze? Yeah, really excited. 22, 22. No, 2022. Sorry, I went forward 200 years. You got the years.
2: Ears. Good start, mate.
0: I <laughs> went forward 200 years where this podcast will still be listened to exactly. by Queen fans around the world.
2: Exactly. Long may Queen live. Thank you very much. How about you, Simon?
3: Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, it's Queen launch into their sixth decade. We're, yeah. we're here charting crazy it all. It's isn't it? it? sort of felt like the missing piece of the Queen Jigsaw was exactly. a podcast, so
2: yeah. mm-hmm. I'm happy that we're here. And specifically, season three of it. Let's say yeah. hello to producer Sam. Producer Sam, hello. 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 We've got some fun stuff coming up this year, haven't we?
1: Yeah, we do. What are we up to? Oh, uh, <laughs>
2: <laughs> I've looking at your notes, and
1: you oh, are I've the one you're meant to say all this. All right, I'll, I'll say it. I'll say it.
2: I'll say it. I'll just. Just trying to, trying to let other people hear some other voices for once. But yeah, sure. Well, our ranking episode uh, this season is going to be on the Queen B side. So that's studio tracks that don't appear on any albums. Tracks like um, A Human Body and tracks like that. That's going to be fun, isn't bit.
0: I already know what some of my top picks will be.
2: Ooh. You can't include Stone Cold Crazy, though. No, don't appear. worry. Okay, fine, oh, don't
0: fine, worry fine. about that, mate. I know <laughs> you exactly with... what's going on like
2: I mean, <laughs> I have I've got a good hunch of what's going to come top because it's one of my favourite Queen songs. Mm. But yes, I imagine, I imagine that we're going to be getting a little crazy. No, let's not get ahead of ourselves. We're going to look at some of Roger's solo stuff for the first time, we're hoping. That will be good. And we're very excited that um, Queen... Uh, management have insanely kindly offered to let us put video clips from this podcast on the Queen YouTube channel. Uh, I am not going to believe it until I actually see it but if that's true and you are seeing any of our stuff then great and (laughs) given that um, we are starting a whole new season uh, and you may be uh, coming to us fresh with a season three it probably behooves us (laughs) <laughs> to remind us exactly why we're all here, which is right at the start of the pandemic back in 2020, I sort of decided that I was going to go back through the Queen catalogue because I hadn't really been that heavily into Queen for ages. Um, and I got uh, you guys together <laughs> much more knowledgeable about Queen than I am. Um, and that's kind of what our mission is, is just to go through every single album track by track and have a wonderful time doing it. And so this season we will be looking at... Their 1978 album Jazz, their 1980 album The Game, and some other bits and bobs as well. We're also going to be trying something quite new this series. We generally end every season on a fan special. And uh, this time, we are planning to invite our patrons to attend the actual record on actual Zoom with us um and so they will see all the things that get cut out of the pod which is mainly <laughs> my gibberish <laughs> um, so uh that is exciting and it's just the tip of the iceberg what we do for patreons they get the pods early they get them ad free um so go to patreon.com forward slash queen pod you can sign up for as little as four pounds a month we desperately need your support and um uh, to keep going and uh, we will do everything we can to make your experiences wonderful and precious as possible. We're about to look at jazz, aren't we, guys? Mm -hmm. Yes, we are. Um, But (laughs) before we do all of that jazz, let us have a little time for Queen of the Champions. We are the
4: champions.
5: We
2: are the champions. Anyone got a Queen moment they want to share? Nobody?
3: Nobody?
2: Well, I've got a couple. Go for it. So uh, we have a wonderful Facebook group, um, uh, a Queen Pod fan Facebook group, which you must go along and join because it is lovely there. They're so nice, and uh, I will pop in from time to time and even say hello. So, um, but uh, one of the members there, one of our dear listeners, listeners uh, Donnie Christian, he did something really quite interesting on the Queen Pod fan page, which was a series of polls in a sort of tournament style Uh, pitching 70s Queen against 80s Queen Um, so the 70s Queen was Queen the first album up to the game and then 80s onwards was Flash up to Cosmos Rocks and then he would do a poll putting two post 80s albums against each other and then two 70s albums ideally to get to our favourite 70s and post 80s album and then he put them against each other does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Have I said Mm. that clearly? Right So what is the favourite album to listen to, not which you think is musically the best? Which one are you more likely to put on, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so Dolly started with this votey thing of 70s Queen versus post-80s Queen, just all of it. The vote of 70s uh, won with 119 votes, with 80s onwards only getting five votes, so I was one of those five <laughs> so the initial poll was heavily in favour of 70s so then he found everyone's 70s albums and did these rounds of polls and then did the same with the 80s albums and the winner of each era were then put up against each other in a grand, grand final so in the semi-finals Innuendo beat out the works, uh, 79 votes to 44. So that was the favourite post 80s album. And then in the uh, uh, pre 80s albums, uh, Queen 2 just scraped past Share Heart Attack by literally one vote to be the favourite 70s album. So the grand final saw Queen 2 comfortably trounce Innuendo, 118 to 41. Mm -hmm. Isn't that amazing? Mm, Wow.
3: Mm, That is amazing. That's
2: fascinating. What a great yeah. thing to do! Yeah, I thought it was a lovely thing. I thought it was a lovely thing, and that kind of stuff is going on on that Facebook page all the time. You really must join in if you're listening to this. You're probably old enough to be still be on Facebook, so you might as well. Mm. All right, so now we got kids listening, guys. We should do. Um, we should do a TikTok poll. Do they do TikTok polls, Sam?
1: <laughs> I'm going to guess no. I don't. Do oh, <laughs> you abstain
2: from TikTok, even though you
1: are. I, I draw TikTok the line. Age.
2: Yeah. Producer Giles was saying to me the other day, Suze, that essentially mm-hmm. these things happen, like TikTok happens, and all the kids get on it and they love it, and the kids are like, "Come here, come here, come here," and then a bunch of forty-year-olds find out about it and go, "Oh, hey, we've joined you guys," and all <laughs> the kids are like, "Okay, we better find something like they get yeah, they, they, get, they get to own things for two years."
0: <laughs> it, someone um, someone tweeted yesterday. I can't remember who it was. They went, but they said, "Oh, it's cute how." Facebook did to our parents what they decided video games were going to do to us.
2: (laughs) 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 Absolutely, absolutely. There is another tiny little queen moment that I'd like to share, which is um, uh, long-time listeners might remember right back in our episode zero, I told the story of how myself, uh, Simon, Simon and uh, took myself and uh, a friend of mine, Paul Byrne, uh, out to meet um, Brian May after an amazing Paul Rogers gig. And it was an amazing moment. It was a very funny story. It was the first time either of us had, uh, had ever met Brian. Um, and sadly, very recently, uh, at the end of January, dear old Paul um, passed at only the age of 44, bless him. Um, and he was very dear to us and he loved the mm-hmm. pod. And uh, I just uh, I just wanted to take a moment to say, rest in peace, buddy, we love you.
0: Yeah, Paul, Paul was always a ray of sunshine, which is an yeah. overused phrase, but not in this case.
2: Yes, yeah, yeah. He was an amazing fellow, wasn't he, Simon? Mm.
3: Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I do have very fond memories of that road trip up to Nottingham yeah. uh, to, yeah. to see that. And, uh, yeah, absolutely, as you say, there aren't there aren't enough words to describe what he was like. Mm.
2: So he will be very, very,
3: very much missed.
2: Only the good die young, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Let us uh, touch uh, uh, base a little bit with a little bit of Queen news while we're here. Brian May and Andy in the Odd Socks have released (laughs) a single uh, because Brian appeared on a CBBC show, a brilliant CBBC show directed by uh, Mr. Matt Holt. It's called Andy and the Band, right, Sam? And the reason I'm asking yeah. producer Sam about this is because you can tell me more about this than anybody. Because, Sam, you were the runner on that show, weren't you? I was indeed. And you've kept dead indeed. quiet about it all of last year. So yes. what is this single? I've heard it, actually. It's amazing. And Brian's put so much Red Special all over it. But go on, tell no, us. it's me. amazing.
1: <laughs> it's, uh, it, the single's called Planet Rock. Basically, Brian plays uh, an alien called Godfather Rock. He looks like Brian. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> who lives on Planet Rock and... And he helps one of the members of the band find his missing air guitar. <laughs> that oh, was the nice. episode. It was uh, and yeah, it's just an amazing track. it was really hard. Like, it's good, isn't it? It's really heavy. It's really <laughs> <laughs> at the end. Just goes really heavy for like twenty Proper seconds. Proper metal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he he was so lovely. Obviously, I mean, every mm. time Andy would talk about working with Brian, it's he was so lovely, and he was like he stayed around. <laughs> longer than anyone after oh. <laughs> we oh, uh wrapped nice. <laughs> it was an amazing experience it's a really cool song very quickly my favorite thing from about the song is that matt the director mm. uh when he was telling me okay yeah we've we've got brian Moe for an episode but you got to keep it really hush hush i was like yeah mm. yeah okay 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 and they sent brian the song uh, that you know you'd be involved with and brian sent back a longer version of the song that he <laughs> added stuff to um, which meant which was amazing and which meant they had to then take like 30 seconds out of the episode from the script to <laughs> make a really a song the song in the yeah, running time because you're not going to cut any red because <laughs> <are> you can't <laughs> cut that out <laughs> like, what are you gonna do oh thanks brian but no
2: oh, <laughs> beautiful right uh well uh that's enough of you sam and you're tv career um yeah. <laughs> let us uh please take some time to thank our dear patreons um so basically if you join patreon you get a badge you get a lovely postcard from us uh, you also get a shout out from us on the pod um so it is on me today to give a very warm uh and um gracious thanks to ladan manavi and dr Anne in st paul thank you guys and Suze, who would you like to thank
0: Oh, I'd like to give a very big thanks to Beescam and Nicola Dean. Cheers!
2: Cheers, guys! Cheers. Simon, who have you got?
3: Oh, well, I'd like to doff my cap to Terry yes. Horsfield and Haley Robertson.
2: Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Legends thanks, guys. that they are. They are very active on the. They're all very active on the uh, on the uh, Facebook page as well. It's wonderful. Fab. Yes, indeed. But I think it's time to get to the works. <laughs> We are finally here. We're going to listen to some Queen now. <laughs> <It's> good <laughs> stuff, isn't it? So, the 1978 album, Jazz. Simon, do you want to give us a little uh, potted history on the uh, context of this release? This m- quite yes. massive album. Yes, I
3: will. And um, I've, I've just picked up actually on what you, you said about there could be people listening to this for the first time joining. Yes, us. and yeah, so. Basically what's about to happen is I'm about to sort of give a little context into what the band were up to, what was going on in their lives at the time that they came to do this album. I'd just like to say it's normally a lot more rock and roll than this (laughs) (laughs) don't take this one as being a a fair representation right yeah of what we normally talk about (laughs) (laughs)
2: because
3: you know obviously I'm delighted to be back you know continuing our journey through the Queen story Um, and uh, yeah talking about when our heroes got stuck into the jazz album Um, and to do that we have to salute a, a vital person in the Queen family and delve into the very sexy glamorous rock and roll subject of income tax. Mm. I know, strap yourselves in. This is going to get raunchy. Um, In our last episode, I explained how Queen had taken the bold and unusual step of managing themselves. Uh, If they were going to achieve their dreams and take Queen to the level they truly believed it could go, they needed financial control, security and independence. So after an amicable split with John Reed, they created Queen Productions Limited, a company which would handle all their business management and for the day-to-day running of that, they had managed to persuade Jim Beach uh, to give up his partnership at the London law firm he was at. Um, but in another stroke of genius, the legend that is John Deacon restructured Queen's accountancy setup and brought in tax specialist Peter Chant. Now, I suspect most Queen fans won't have heard of Peter. But he is an absolute key part of the Queen's story, and the band would be the first to admit his genius behind the scenes played a major role in the success of their business structure. Which brings us neatly to that topic of income tax. I know, I can tell by your face. It's so I'm really sexy. Really excited. So <laughs> sexy. <son>. Okay. <laughs> so, look, quickly, in 1978, the situation in the UK meant that any annual income over £23,000 would be taxed at 83%.
2: Okay. Whoa. Okay. And so in nice.
3: addition to that, there was an investment income surcharge that could take that total to a staggering 98%. So for every pound you earned, 98 pence of it had to be paid in tax. It's too tedious to explain in detail, but clearly the first order of business for Jim and Peter was to get to grips with this, and it was Peter's idea that the ban should take a year out. What this meant was if the band spent 360 days of the year out of the country, it would drastically reduce their tax liability. Now, this wasn't about dodging tax, I hasten to add. Income would still come into their UK-based company and be taxed accordingly. But given the band spent so much time out of the country anyway, touring and recording, their new setup enabled them to gain the benefits of doing so. So Peter Chant had turned out to be quite a find and the organisation he and Jim had helped the band establish was proof that while they were creating brilliant, era-defining, timeless music, the backroom also needed to be in order to get the balance right between being commercially as well as creatively successful. And in that respect, Queen were just as smart and innovative as they were on stage. So this is why between July and October 1978, the band found themselves first in Montreux at Mountain Studios and then in Nice, France, in a studio brilliantly called Super Bear, uh, (laughs) recording the jazz album. (laughs) And without that, Freddie would probably never have watched the Tour de France swoop past and we might never have had bicycle races. Ah. Um, Peter stayed with the band from that point onwards. Uh, And even I had the privilege of dealing with him on a number of occasions. Uh, Perhaps unsurprisingly, he was one of the first people I got introduced to when I started working with the band. Uh, And he remained the first port of call for anything financial up until three years ago when he sadly passed away. Um, What he contributed may well have seemed to be the complete polar opposite to the outrageous theatrical extravagant end product that we as fans consumed and fell in love with. But it was no less important. Um, Peter was fine with that, by the way. He never expected or sought recognition for his part in the Queen's story. However, for the band to be their mercurial brilliant best, they knew they needed steady hands around them. And so that is why the moment in 1978 when they brought Peter into the fold is actually probably one of the most crucial in Queen history. Um, to finish off, I have a few fun facts about the jazz album for you. Oh yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, let's um,
3: Having not used a producer on their previous News of the World album, the band reunited with Roy Thomas Baker for this one. Okay, um, the album cover image was inspired by something Roger had seen painted on the Berlin Wall. And if oh, you have really? it on vinyl, which Ro has here, if you open it up, you get a fantastic double-sized photo of the band and all their gear, uh, which I believe is in the main casino uh, at Montreux Mountain Studios, yeah, which was where they were rec- recording. There are a couple of interesting credits. One is for a Thunderbolt, Courtesy of God, which features on Dead Mm -hmm. on Time. And the other, a nod to Halfords for supplying bicycles, which of course (laughs) uh, included a delightful... Sorry, which of course uh, features in the legendary video. Um, (laughs) Amusingly, the band included a delightful poster of these ladies in the album, uh, but it caused a public outcry in the US where it was deemed pornographic and was banned. Instead, you had an application form you could send off and the poster would come to you through the post. Um, In the UK, Jazz was released on the 10th of November and would go on to achieve platinum status. Uh, Bicycle Race and Fat Bottom Girls were released together as a single, followed by Don't Stop Me Now. Elsewhere, Jealousy and Mustafa were also released as singles, but in limited territories only. But how did it get on in the charts? Well, I'm hoping that Roe... Has the answer to that one?
2: Well, I do because I make producer sound of all my research. Hey. It's great. <laughs> yeah. By the way, Simon, very good, very good. No, oh, thank very you. Very good. Not an easy history to make interesting, and um, <laughs> you know, hopefully great. next time it will it will be better. But we will um, we'll no, try. No no, yeah. no, 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 You were fantastic. <laughs> that was great. And actually, in fairness, the thing that I kept thinking about while you while you were telling us about that stuff is like this is 1978. So they've only been going like five years since. Mm. Queen yeah. was released right so I mean I haven't achieved that much in five years in my life no I know but when you <laughs> yeah. think how much they did achieve in like
3: say that period from releasing Queen to yeah. recording it's jazz amazing. yeah it yeah. is incredible to yeah. so so. get
2: to a point where they're fully independent financially you know mm. that's what I loved about them they're, they're four rock and roll guys were not fools and could just you know the, the the business aspect of it was as fundamental as the creative, and that was a perfect sync. I love them. I think they're amazing inspiration. Really, yeah, fantastic stuff. So yes, uh, so Jazz was released tenth of uh, November nineteen seventy eight, um, and it peaked at number two. In the UK album charts, mm. the week beginning of November the twenty sixth, nineteen seventy eight. So, would you like to hear what was in the top five that week? Yes, yes it's we fun would. stuff, Suze. <laughs> it's fun stuff. So, <laughs> at number five, "Give Them Enough Rope" by The Clash. Great stuff. <laughs> okay. Number four, "Emotions" by various artists.
0: What? What? Yeah. Well, just a compilation album called "Emotions." Called emotions. Yep. Yeah,
2: yep. Yeah lot of feelings, I guess. Number okay. 320, Golden Grapes by Neil Diamond. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Number two, Jazz by Queen. And at yeah. number one, keeping them off the tough spot, maybe the biggest phenomenon of that year. Guess what it would be, Suze? ABBA? Oh, no, mate. It's Grease, oh. the original soundtrack oh. of Grease. Oh. Grease.
0: oh. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay. Good, good um, album, i should leave to you. <laughs> So good. I loved... Oh yeah, I did play that to death, to be fair. But, uh, yeah, you can't, you can't, you can't... Um,
0: when the Grease Megamix comes on at a disco, at you. you know, it's, good, it's, a, big it's times. a good night. It's big times, yeah, absolutely.
2: <laughs> where are you guys on this album? Suze, how <laughs> do you feel about jazz? In the canon jazz? Of, of Queen albums, where does it sit for you? Oh,
0: I have a, I have very strong memories of listening to jazz for the first time. Um, I've been 16, and I rem- remember buying it on CD in the morning at the hour price near my sixth form college. <laughs> right. And I spent all day looking at the booklet on the inside of the CD, oh. um, like imagining how the songs would sound. Oh, uh,
5: wow.
0: And like, I f- was remembering that, making my notes for this, and, cool kids today, they won't <laughs> know what that was like, what it's like to buy an album, hold it in your hands all day and go, oh, I wonder what these songs sound like um because now you can get everything instantly i i mean that's neither a good nor bad thing but it, it's kind of one of the last memories i have of something like this happening in any medium right. um and it's 20 20 21 years ago yeah, yeah. um but i w- i love jazz yeah do love I do, jazz. I, but jazz was and also at the because uh, i went to sit for them in rye gate and they had really good charity shops around there and um I bought jazz on vinyl there, Um, but we, I just had it so that I could, because I just found it there and I was able to stick it on my wall and the record was on my wall for years, just blue tacked to the wall. Um, And it fell down and broke and I did think like, no, this is, this is crazy. What a terrible, (laughs) terrible calamity. But it was just a thing stuck on a wall. (laughs) The only queen I've ever owned on vinyl though. Yeah, exactly.
2: I've you know you over the last uh, last few yeah, over the over the pods we've done so far, I've noticed you referring to tracks on this album quite a bit. I yeah, I like an, Jazz. an area that. Yeah, yeah, I think you're in that area. I, I have to <laughs> say, I think um, as a kid, I found this album incredibly patchy. That, 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 that when I was young, there were songs on this album that I actively dislike, which now, as an older more mellow and possibly wiser, more open-minded human being. I don't find at all. I really enjoy the album, um, but uh, it is sort of one of the albums where, when I think of it, I'm like, oh my god, there's stuff on there I love so much, and that in my head, there's things that I maybe don't. Until I'm actually listening to them, and I go, actually, I do quite like these things. But mm-hmm. um, it's quite a long album, you know. It's it's 44 minutes and 40 seconds, right? So it's got a lot on it. It was the longest Queen album. Uh, to that point at the point of release you know like innuendo is their longest album at 53 minutes 48 so it's not far off from there right so i, th- I found that really interesting but um i don't know that i'm a, i have an affinity with jazz in quite the same way like even the singles from it aren't necessarily my favorite singles that they've released mm. you know what i mean so uh, but mm-hmm. there are tracks on there like dead on time that i i just love so much how about you simon
3: I find it a fascinating one actually and it was it's interesting when you were talking earlier on about that debate between 80s Queen and 70s Queen and yeah. for me sort of Jazz is that is at the gateway it of is the transi- bridging album yeah. of Queen transitioning from being 70s into 80s I think if you look at the if you look at Queen 1 Queen 2 sheer heart attack then you look at uh, Night at the Opera and Day at the Races, and then you look at News of the World. You can see yeah. a very definite progression there. Yeah. For me, Jazz—they kind of seem to have lost any sense of real direction in terms of they weren't didn't feel like with the Jazz album they were trying something specific. But then out of it comes the Game, which then sort of propels us into the eighties and yes. we're off again. Mm. Yes. So I find it a fascinating album because there's there's a lot on there that yeah. unless you're a queen fan you'll have never have heard yes and i think yeah. and we're going to talk about some of them and i think yeah, they are yeah. lots of lovely little gems yeah. that when you're a queen fan you get oh yeah oh yeah i yeah. like that one you
2: know and the thing the thing i love about what you've just said is you, you hear that 70s sound from the band but you're also starting to hear sounds that are starting to become more prominent from the game onwards like yeah. it is literally It is a bridging album, very much. It's a fascinating album. Yeah, Yeah. fantastic. Um, I've got some uh, fun bits and bobs from this era um, that I thought I would uh, share with you guys. Um, You mentioned that Roy Thomas-Baker came back to produce on this one, and um, in an interview in 1982, Roy uh, sort of recalled the nightlife during the recording of the album, and he said uh, every night we'd go to this club on the corner that had the most amazing stripper. So we had to stop the session at 11 o'clock, go watch The Stripper, and then go (laughs) back to record again. (laughs) Lads, lads, lads. Just, just, well, (laughs) well. You know, were the 70s good or bad? I can't tell anymore. Um, so it wasn't and- just all about the income tax then? Oh, that's good. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> no, 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 were still strippers. They were still strippers. I wonder if that might have been partly an inspiration for Let Me Entertain You. Who knows? Um, uh, and then there's this, uh, there were a couple of wild stories of parties from that era, but the one that I really liked was um, they had uh, the band had a party in Montreux celebrating Roger's 29th birthday. Uh, and they reportedly... And not, this is, they're not known for really doing this. They weren't this kind of band, but apparently they did trash the hotel. Apparently, Freddie was swinging on a cut glass chandelier and stuff. They
0: literally know. swinging That's from the chandelier. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah.
2: Fair,
4: fair. Which
2: is good rock and roll stuff, yeah. and uh, certainly puts the income tax issues into into, <laughs> into into a fine light. Into a fine light. <laughs> Shall we get into the tracks then? Yeah. I think that would be a good thing to do Um, I think we should start With the first track on the album Of course Which is the mighty Mustafa
5: Ibrahim Ibrahim
2: And we're off. Isn't that great? What an album. What a way to start an album. And the one thing I'd say about that is listening to that for the first time. I still remember putting that on for the first time. Yeah, so yeah. such a potent effect. Yeah, go on, Suze.
0: Oh, totally. Yeah, you put that on and you go, what, what, what? Especially as a 16-year-old. <laughs> Especially as I'd had the... Uh, you know, I'd had that booklet open all day. I was like, "Imrahim, Imrahim, what's all this?" And he hear it, he go, "Oh, they went there." Um, yeah, it's 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 really daring. I often wonder why this album isn't um, held up as being as experimental as albums like Night at the Opera*. Because sure, um, that is, like you say, a very yeah. bold way to begin an album. They could have begun the album with "Let Me Entertain You." Um, and they went no we're going to go with Mustafa.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean I'm not uh Middle East, I'm, I'm I'm Indian, but um you know at that age I had no idea that uh, there were any uh, people of color in the band at all, and mm. this came out of nowhere. And I'm mm. like, oh my god, this sounds like the kind of things that my parents keep forcing me to listen to. <laughs> but it sounds so much better than the stuff that my parents because mm. it's Queen, and it was so cool. And I'd like, I'd go and go, look, look, and I'd run up to my parents, and go, look, look, this is proper music. This is how you do it. And I was like, this is way better than your Indian classical. <laughs> I was really ridiculous about it. Both that song had a massive impact on me. It was like. It was like the band saw me, recognised me as some little Indian mm. guy in, 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 in suburban London, you know. How about you, Simon? Well, I think it,
3: it, it absolutely sort of fits into what I was saying about it's one of those tracks that if you're a Queen fan, you know and you love. And mm. if, if you're just familiar with the hits mm. and you heard that, you would be thinking, what what the hell is going on? But, you know, to us, it makes perfect sense. And I remember the story that um, Gary Sharon from Extreme talks about is that when he when they when extreme did the freddie mercury tribute concert and they did their little queen medley in the mm. first half of the oh, concert. oh god that was
2: brilliant yeah
3: and at the last minute he decided he was gonna open it by just walking out to the front of the stage on his own and singing that refrain mm. and we, he was we so nervous he turned his back on the audience because he just oh. he was like convinced it was going to be met with stony silence by uh. you know 90,000 people going you what <laughs> <laughs> but he did it and he said and after that first no he just heard the audience just yeah. roar yeah,
4: uh, yeah. cuz they all got
3: it
2: Queen fans adore, isn't it? You're right. Yeah. 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 It, we, yeah, it, it is. It's an amazing track and it's sort of, it is the reason for this pod. It's like, we want, like, we, we, we're so happy that actual diehard Queen fans are digging our vibe and everything. Um, it's wonderful to be celebrating this stuff, uh, but also we're so interested in, in casual Queen fans exploring all this amazing music that isn't on Greatest Hits 1 or 2 that is just so, so good. Um, If you are confused by the lyrics, uh, Freddie essentially said it was nonsense, loosely based on bits of language without any real meaning, and there's sort of English in there and Arabic and Persian chucked in. But what I love about the tune is it's sort of like bring back that Leroy Brown, or is Freddie does this, like he'll... He'll take a genre or a type of music and he will do the perfect... Like, Crazy Little Thing Called Love is a perfect Elvis Presley mm. rock and roll track, right? Mm. Like, mm. <laughs> bring back that Leroy Brown is that sort of perfect sort of... Uh, I don't know, what do you call that type of music? Sort of, not blues, Oh, the, but...
0: that Tim Pan Alley kind exactly,
2: of... Exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And, and these riffs, the, the, the way this music's created it, is that sort of... Yeah, it sounds really middle eastern and it kind of hits all of those beats um and brian's guitar on it is extraordinary the sounds that he's making he kind of you can it, you can almost smell streets with snake charmers with odd shaped bassoons things, <laughs> you know what I, mean? I know that's not we start to veer into into uh, uh um uh Racism actually But my point is <laughs> My point is um, My point is It is brilliantly put together Should we listen To a nice big Chunk of it
5: Mustafa Ibrahim, Mustafa, Ibrahim. sab alaikum
2: <laughs> <laughs> do you know what i mean it's like he did like that's the only song i can readily think of where he tipped t- tapped into that part of his history in his life like he put it all into mr far and then that's it i've done that i'm moving on and doing all these other different genres and stuff he just mm. he was so eclectic i don't know what mm. did you what did you think of that stuff musically guys where were you on that Suze?
0: oh well on that i because i i talked about um mr far the opening there's a clip of Freddie doing it live in yeah. I think 79 i talked yeah. about it on i say an episode we did around christmas 2020 i i uh, i can't remember but it was on like an end of series uh, thing i wrote right. down that but um i don't think i've talked about on this podcast before Freddie's use of straight tone and vibrato uh right. and how he would use the two um uh, you know, where he would choose to put straight tone and where he'd choose to put vibrato uh, before on this podcast. So Mustafa's a really good example of that.
2: Sorry, is straight tone the opposite of vibrato?
0: Yeah, so okay. vibrato is uh, creating um, a ripple effect in the vocal folds that it creates that sound you will hear. Where the voice appears to be moving, so right. a vibra a straight tone would be his opening of this song where he's like Ibrahim, Ibrahim. that's all been straight tone, and then he really leans hard on the a la sound he's sort of keening on it almost um uh, and then there's vibrato on that la. And when Freddie uses vibrato, he doesn't do it very often. And when he does, it's very fast vibrato. Um, He hasn't got that, that very long, wide vibrato that you hear on someone like Judy Garland. He's got a more Streisand vibrato, which is neither better or worse. They're just two different things. It's just so apparent where he's chosen to put straight tone and vibrato in this opening phrase and throughout the song.
2: Well, the reason I picture—I'm uh, 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 so fascinated by what you said there—is—is—is is, is, is through that Allah bit. It is—it mm. is. He is so clearly evoking that sort of, the, you know, that voice that sings every yeah, morning. Yeah, it sounds at Mecca. like the call to prayer. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what that's yeah what I was looking for that phrase, the call to prayer. Exactly.
0: When I, I went to um, Marrakesh uh, right. three years ago, um, and the first time I heard the call to prayer. I was like, hey, it sounds like Mustafa." Yeah. <laughs> that was the first thing it made me think of. Because I'd obviously I'd never been anywhere where you hear it, where you're yeah. somewhere and you hear it. I was like, oh, hey, that's what that sounds like. So every time it happened, I'd be like, hey, cool. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and Simon, you're the most English person I know. What was it, yeah. like an assault on your ears or something? What was it like for you? Or did it seem exotic or exciting or just like just a cool <laughs> bit of music? Yeah, wicked, I'll have this. Uh, yeah no it did sound very exotic yeah cuz cuz like seriously it wasn't something that i'd heard
3: um in that respect i mean i was sort of aware of it but yeah it did sort of come out of the play i i think for me it sort of i wonder if at this stage when when freddie rocked up to the studio to say hey guys i got this idea whether they kind of went oh my god what are we going to do now what is this or whether they were just like yeah sure fine Sounds great. I th- yeah. I,
2: like, it sounds like they're relishing it. I mean, you look at... Yeah. Oh, they like, get into it, for sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Deakey's yeah, going boop, yeah. boop, doing all the, you know, <laughs> Roger's doing this incredible stuff. I, I and, and, and Brian, has uh, as always, gone, right, OK, we're going to do something from this part. Of it. Well, I must make sure it's as authentic as... <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> they, they give it their all. I think it's magic. Well, yeah, I know,
3: but there's, there's so many points through Queen's you know songs where they've done it, which... You just wanted love to have been a fly on the wall when they talked about doing it. Because oh, yeah, so much. I would be sitting there getting terribly anxious, going, This isn't going to work. Everyone's going to laugh at us. They're going to think this is ridiculous. Yet they just do it, and they do it with such conviction mm-hmm. and yeah. such authenticity yeah. that we listen to it and, it, and it's just brilliant. But they must have had those moments of doubt, surely. Or, I or maybe know. not it's, by then.
2: It's, I, it's, I, I think there is that it's still right right there's 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 an element of wit to it um, mm. Mm. Th- th- there's that relationship there's that little theatrical relationship that they always have with the audience right th- they that's what they taught me is is always keep the audience in the fore- forefront of your mind so when they're making this stuff they they're making it and putting it on an album for but they're thinking about the people listening to it And I think that drives them to such an extent that whatever they're making, they they put their all into making it as entertaining Mm. as possible. Mm. That's wonderful stuff. It's wonderful stuff. Um, All right, should we move on to uh, Fat Bottom Girls? Yeah. It's amazing. So Fat Bottom Girls, now we did talk about this, of course, on our Greatest Hits mini-pod, episode 4. Uh, of our Greatest Hits mini-pods that we did uh, last year. So uh, you can go back and have a look at that. It's a very cool uh, episode. Uh, Suze makes a point about how progressive the song actually is. Do you need to reinforce (laughs) that point at this stage? You said it it, it predicted the future because actually... Yeah, it's
0: it's not so much progressive, it just saw the future that big asses would be in. Yeah. (laughs) Because when I first discovered this, uh, this stuff in the 90s... It was all about massive boobs. Um, Pamela Anderson was it, you know. Of course. And now it's all about massive arses, and Queen knew that 45 years ago. Yeah, that's they amazing. saw Kim Kardashian from, Yeah, they were yeah. like, in the future everyone's gonna want a massive arse. <laughs> people are gonna have fat sucked out of other parts of their bodies to put into their asses.
2: Do you think it's that's... the most
0: dangerous operation, dangerous procedure you could possibly have? Yeah, like three percent of people die. From oh my it. god it's not worth it just to have a a big ass because that's in fashion at the moment just wear a just wear a tight waist um high waisted trouser it makes your ass look massive trust me good tip thank you very much <laughs> it was a bane of my life for a while and now I'm like hey yeah <laughs> <laughs> got the goods Wait, well, I waste big arse. Would
2: would big asses be in if this song didn't exist? That's my question.
0: No, it would they wouldn't. <laughs> it would still be about tits. <laughs>
2: oh what a world we live in um uh yeah well it's a great episode S- simon you you gave us a be- beautiful guitar only version of the track and the live vocals clip of that is very worth you checking out um but it was released fat bottom girls uh written by brian may was released as a, a double a side single with bicycle race in october 78 and it peaked at number 11 in the uk singles chart uh the week beginning um november the 19th 1978 and that um Well, I'm going to whiz through the top 10 because we didn't have time to do that on the uh, uh, the Ah, mini-pod. So I'm going to do that here. Mm. uh, And you are going to see a bit of a theme emerging. So at number 10... Is Sandy by John Travolta from the, oh, of Greece. the right.
0: song about where he goes, he sexually assaults his girlfriend and then sings about how sad he is that she left. Oh, really? Oh, God, I <laughs> yeah, never that song. Up on that. that song in the film, he tries to. Oh, um, God! <laughs> he, tr- he tries That's to uh, bodily force her in a car and she goes, no way! And then he sits in. The sits outside his car going, oh, they're all going to laugh at me in school on Monday. It's like, mate, you're 35. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What are you even a... doing at school?
2: That's, that is have never looked at Greece, uh, Greece through that prison. I'm going to watch it again this weekend and, uh, and see what a harrowing experience that film is. Um, at Number nine, Hanging on the Telephone by Blondie. Banger. Oh, uh, yeah. At eight, Instant Replay by Dan Hartman. What uh, I don't know what that song is. I'm <laughs> sure it's wonderful. Uh, at number seven, Summer Nights by John Travolta and Olivia hey, Newton-John. Hey. <laughs> at number six, Darling by Frankie Miller. At number five, Your Favorite Sue's Pretty Little Angel Eyes by Shawaddy Waddy. Hey, hey. the gods. <laughs> at number four, Do You Think I'm Sexy by Rod Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> so there's big time
0: stuff, big time stuff going on. Have you this heard year. his that new a song. Classic.
2: I have heard his new song. He did it on Graham Norton or something, didn't he? Yeah, it's
0: awful. It's called One More Time. And he's like, just a man going, oh, come on, let's have sex again. Just for one last time. And you go, Rod, just stop it. Like a wasp at a window. Buzz, buzz, buzz.
2: (laughs) Well, he's got a lovely voice. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Number three, My Best Friend's Girl by the Cars. Another huge classic. Uh, Number two, Hopelessly Devoted to You by Olivia hey. Newton-John.
0: She was cucked by Travolta. <laughs> and, <laughs> and number one,
2: incredibly keeping Greece off the number one spot, was Rat Trap by the Boomtown Rats. So it's, oh. uh, it's a pretty packed top ten. So I, it I actually... It is. I, I could see, you know... Yeah, I think Greece had something to do with uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. what was going on at this time. But it's fantastic stuff. Um, the other thing I love about this song is... Uh, um, Fat Bottom Girls references bicycle race where he shouts "Get on your bikes and ride," and then the references reciprocated in bicycle mm. race when he goes "Fat Bottom Girls, they will be riding today." I yeah. love that that little symmetry. It's it's very yeah. very cool. Should we listen to a bit of it? Yeah. Why not? Go on. It's on. a banger. Now mm-hmm. the thing to say is uh, the out you know especially for casual Queen fans the version that's on Greatest Hits and on the single and all that is a shorter version of the song. This is an extended. Uh, version of the song that exists on this album, right? So it is, it is very cool. So you get longer guitar sections on the album version, and uh, there's a longer fade out at the end of the song. Um, and I thought we would play a bit of that extended guitar, so we could actually mm. enjoy that. And Definitely. Uh, the other thing to look out is, like, look out for for me is is John's bass kicking. Let's <laughs> mm-hmm. Listen to some of this. Mm-hmm. it's just a great track uh where are you on this one simon oh love it it's if you want a song it's
3: one of those songs that you can trot out if you need to to say to someone you've never heard queen
2: just have a listen to that that's what they're all about that's what you're doing the first thing you're going to play them is fat bottom girls a song it's
3: not necessarily the first it's one of the first
2: right okay you know great vocal Thumping Fine. guitars. I just feel drumming, you're on driving Bassline, harmonies, catchy tune, tongue in cheek lyrics. That's true. What more yeah. do you want? I don't want any more. <laughs> <laughs> That's everything I want in this song. Brian's guitars in this song are so good. So, so mm. good. Yeah, yeah. Um, how about you, Suze?
0: I, what I love about Fat Bottom Girls is it sounds so, it sounds like loose, hoedown American rock. Right. Like that they're just jamming. Yeah. But that it's actually very strict and disciplined. They keep to a right. very, very strict tempo mm. throughout. Um, it's tight as hell, but it's got a very loose feel, and that's so hard to achieve.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's what I've always said about that song, is every time I listen to it, I can hear the guitars doing... hearing uh, hear a new strain mm. in there, things I haven't heard. It's unbelievable. Um, yeah. I've got a lovely couple of little bits of Bob's on, on this track, which is... Um, uh, it, it, Given that John's not here, it would behoove me to <laughs> make sure that he's well represented. Uh, John, I'm sure, would uh, would bring this up. It was one of the few Queen songs played in an alternative drop-D guitar tuning, which mm-hmm. I don't know oh, what that means, okay. but John would. So uh, it's tuned <laughs> down in a specific way, which is very rare for Brian to do, I think, on a track. So
0: okay. I wonder what I he does I sort of live. understand what that is, but yeah, yeah I... Yeah. I, I I don't play guitar, but yeah, I'm sort and of it's go, it's
3: okay. why when you see them live, he swaps guitars for that.
2: <sighs> I was going to ask that. Does he play a different guitar? Is it set? He plays a different rides. guitar for
3: that one because it's already tuned down because it would just right. take take up time Thank to you. sort of tune oh, oh, the red special stuff. down and then play yeah. it and tune it back yeah. up again. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Well, next time you guys are watching Montreal, keep an eye out for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, apparently, Brian wrote the song with Fred, this is his words with Fred in mind, as you do when you have a great singer that liked fat, fat bottomed girls or boys. <laughs> Freddie
0: Fred, just is like, I'm I'm here for big asses. <laughs> yeah, get on you, your bikes yeah. and ride
2: you can get away with it when Freddie's your front man he just that's it he makes it fun there's nothing pernicious about it it's great <laughs> and then Michael McKean uh, confirmed that the song was that it is this song that was the big influence on this is Spinal Tap's track Big Bottom Big Bottom,
0: bottom. Yeah. Yeah. bottom yeah, talk yeah. about my flaps my girls got <laughs> awesome which they sang at the tribute it was phenomenal it
2: was <laughs> <laughs> so good so so good All right, let's come back to the tracks in a moment. But first, before we do all of that, I think it's time to play a game, don't you? Play the game, play the game, play the game. All right, producer Sam, have you got a listener question for us?
1: I do. Great. This is from uh, Katrina katrina casey she sent us an email she's been trying to find a perfect queen ringtone uh she's created some very interesting ideas uh, but it got her thinking of what queen ringtone you guys might use or would like to use unfortunately you can't use a good eight minute prophet song as a ringtone as it (laughs) must be no longer than 30 seconds so this is the question what 30 seconds of a queen song would you use as your ringtone oh that's good I mean, all, the,
0: all the bells from Bicycle Racing. <laughs> <laughs> the bicycle Bells solo. Oh, my God, that's such ding, a... <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Oh. I just play that and then... That would get and so annoying. ...look around me and go... <laughs> <laughs> phone's ringing. <laughs> I thought you were going to go for Calling All
2: Girls. It just was right there, but no. Oh, oh, no. oh that's
0: good, actually, yeah. <laughs> No, it needs that amazing video. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what about you, Simon?
3: Um, I don't know. If I, not a song. Can I? Can I have um, Freddie's AOs from Live Aid? Oh my ah, goodness!
5: that's good. Ah!
3: Uh, just so that, you know, w- I'd have to sit there and listen to it. And then at the end, the cue to pick it up would be him going, all right. <laughs> like, oh, i got answer the phone now. <laughs> Before it goes to voicemail.
0: <laughs> People are like, can you just answer that phone? You're like, hang on.
3: Hang on. Wait. Because right. <laughs> uh, I'd also want to see if anyone who was in earshot my phone would join in. You know. <laughs> if if...
2: if, if- you could you could have two. You could have one set like that would be set for any of us ringing you. You know you could have another set for people you don't really want ringing you, and then you you, you do want them to go through to voice well. You could use the Wembley eighty six one where he ends by going. <laughs> 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 Goes through to voice well. That really? was a long journey, to not very much. But anyway,
1: I think <laughs> especially considering that is going to be Ao in the edit. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we
2: Ao all the. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> now you have to Ao all that too. <laughs>
2: That's what we do, that's what we do, new listeners uh, <laughs> Dear old Freddie, AOs over all of our swears So that you can listen to this in the car with your kids Except sometimes we miss them, so we apologise for that um, <laughs> oh, so, um, <laughs> Kids uh, love swearing Yeah, exactly, exactly, it's the most fun thing ever It's their favourite um, thing <laughs> I think for me, it's it. the thing you've got to think about with the ringtone Is you're going to hear it a lot And so the only thing I can think of that I'd want as my ringtone is 30 seconds of Dragon Attack. Thank you very much. (laughs) I will never tire of it. Never, ever, ever tire. (laughs) Of, uh, of that amazing riff. Uh, great listener question. Thank you very, very much. That was a brilliant one. Absolutely brilliant. Please send us uh, your questions. We will do them on the pod. We'll do them. And you can just email. We'll them Queen- on the pod. <laughs> well, we'll just, yeah, we'll do the bad thing. But QueenPod at thequeenpodcast.com is the best way to do it. Also, we would really love it if you sent them in as little uh, voice recordings. You just record them on your phone as a video or. Uh, voice recording, it's so much cooler. It like, really makes it, you feel like uh, this podcast has got tremendous production value. So we highly recommend <laughs> that as well. Hey, um, how's
0: this for production values? I'm wearing leggings inspired by jazz album cover. Oh, wow. Oh. That is yeah.
2: awesome. That's exceptional production Is that an accident. <laughs> oh. Which is the first one you picked up today.
0: <laughs> yeah, I saw them and went, oh, yeah. And then I went, That'll I be. just saw them on the screen just then and went, oh, yeah. <laughs> You look well, like the album cover.
2: Yeah, I've gone for my, I've gone for my Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, very One good, very good. Types. That's what I've gone for today. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Should we get back to the works? Yay. Yeah, heck yeah. Um, well, we're going to get onto this track now uh, by Freddie Mercury called Jealousy because on this album, Fat Bottom Girls and Bicycle Race are split up. Um, by this song Jealousy by Freddie. It's quite an extraordinary little song. Shall we listen to it a little bit first because mm. I think you've probably got quite a lot to say about mm-hmm. it. Um, let's listen to this lovely little bit. Uh, um, uh, the thing that strikes me is sort of how uh, how much economy there is in what uh, Brian's doing. Like his guitar it's not like he has full solos or anything. It's quite economical but he does so much with it. He has these amazing little sitar bits and uh, and John's bass line is pushing through this track. I think on mm. all of this album, actually, his bass lines are incredible. Um, and my favourite little bit is that sort of how, how, how moment. So let's have a listen to all of that sort of stuff.
5: Jealousy, look at me now. Jealousy, you got me somehow. You gave me no- On my trail. How all my jealousy I wasn't mad enough to let you hurt my pride Now I'm only left with my own jealousy
2: mm. Come on, Sue, Just just have at it.
0: Have at it with Jealousy. Yeah. Okay, well, this song has uh, Brian, I don't think he's actually playing a sitar, but... No, I could tell you what he's, he's doing. Ah, interesting. I, I wondered if doing. he was manipulating one of, his, one of yeah. his guitars.
2: Well, again, I'm going to channel a little bit of John Robbins here. So he's playing mm-hmm. a Halfred acoustic guitar, um, mm-hmm. which he used to... Uh, and then he, he produced the buzzing effect of a sitar by modifying the guitar's bridge with piano wire. Um, and ah. it's the same effect that he did on White Queen as it began on Queen Two. Oh,
0: so, interesting. Yeah,
2: I mean, okay. I don't know what that means, but that is what he did.
0: No, but Queen I, Queen I, Queen. I, this is going back to um, Mustafa, whether they would they would have gone. Ugh, I don't know about this. I I reckon someone like Brian would have gone brilliant. What mm. can I do to mm. create? A whole different sound within yeah, this song, yeah, yeah. using just my just my collection of good old guitars. Yeah. So I, with jealousy, there's there's that element of it's a straightforward song about being jealous in a relationship mm. with which could have just been piano, uh, and Brian has leveled it up by adding this really unusual sound. Um, I like the way the song starts small. It spirals to a crescendo and then goes back to the angsty beginning of the song, like it's a the song is a circle, um, which is what jealousy in a relationship feels like. Ah, ah. ah. smarter than your average. Wow,
2: player. that's a proper legitimate observation you made that, right this there. This song
0: could have gone on emotions <laughs> by various artists. It
2: could have been one of the various artists. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, that's very true. That's very true. Um, yeah, it's 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 it's. I've got a very strange re- relationship with the song because when I was a kid, seventeen, sixteen, fifteen, whatever. I, you know, obviously I was into the rockier stuff that they did at that age. Anyway, but um, uh, I think this was uh, one of the songs that I I actively despised. Like I almost <laughs> resented it. I was angry with it. Uh, I, I think partly because the sitar was. Uh, a sound that I associated with uh, a music that my parents would force on me, and I resented mm. and found annoying anyway. You know what I mean? So it, where where that might be exciting and and a lovely little link through from, you know, it's it's an exotic sound that links through from Mustafar in a way, you know. Um, but as a kid, it was the track that I just couldn't wait to skip almost. But right, and and so you sort of as as an older person now uh i it's difficult to let go of that general sense of it but every you know i, I, I listened to it uh, a few times on vinyl uh, yesterday evening when I was doing my prep and it's beautiful it is beautiful i really yeah. like the song i can't help it it's it, it is gorgeous and i think these days those sort of you know those songs that freddie writes um the sort of it's a hard life play the game you know, those kinds of songs that he's doing that that are sort of rock ballads, are they? What are they? Um, but they, they just have that sort of empathy with the audience that's so so on point. Um, and I, I think I prefer those songs in a way that I didn't enjoy them so much as a kid. Now mm-hmm. that I'm older and I've experienced you know a longer life and i understand what he's talking about i think more i, I really connect to this song now how about you simon where are you on? on yeah
3: I, I agree i think it is it is a song that that you perhaps you you come to admire more and more as as time goes by uh, it's surprising funny enough it feels like a bit of an interloper doesn't it because we're so used to hearing fat bottom girls and bicycle race together that the fact that when you listen to this album they are separated by something just jars somehow. Oh, does it? it? Yeah. So what are you, what are you doing mm-hmm. there? If, <laughs> is there? If you put something in between. We Will Rock You and We Are The Chances. Yes, exactly. Like when, when Friends Will Be Friends popped yeah. up in 86. It was like, oh, I like Friends Will Be Friends. And yeah, it works. But what are you doing there? <laughs> you're not supposed to be there. But um, in isolation, when you listen to it, it's, um, it is, as
2: you say, a really beautiful song. So obviously, I, I have to go through all the lyrics to see what kind of intro gags I'm going to do for you, right? And I went through Jealousy going, it's oh, going to be it's Susie's favourite song I'm going to find. And, and, and the, the lyrics are just so moving. Yeah. and so on point there's no jokes to be had there there's none it's a really beautiful song it really is but
0: it's also like over dramatic like you get uh when you're if you're feeling if you're gripped with jealousy while in a relationship with someone you do sometimes think well oh well it doesn't matter if i live or die you know you get yeah. that. and then maybe 20 minutes later you go what a ridiculous way to feel just then <laughs> but at the time it feels legit
2: yeah man jealousy it's it's a tough emotion that one it's a tough emotion he's nailed it beautiful stuff should we move on to bicycle race bicycle (laughs) yes another freddy special it's great stuff uh we did cover this on our greatest hits mini pod episode five of that go check that out i get into a big row with jr over it (laughs) Fair <laughs> I really like the song and John is less enamored, shall we say? <laughs> uh, and Simon quite brilliantly brings us an extraordinarily dreadful Hollywood remix. of the tr- Oh,
0: yeah, <laughs> that was insane. So bad.
4: So, bad. Yeah. so, so
2: bad. So go check out that. Like, it's only 10, 15 minutes long, that episode. It's well worth a listen. Uh, if you haven't heard it, go back and have a listen to us chatting about Bicycle Race on, um, uh, on Greatest Hits, Episode 5. But... Here we go, songs released Double A side with uh, Fat Bottom Girls, as we know. Um, And uh, I think you mentioned this earlier, Simon. Uh, Brian uh, said about the writing of it, he said, uh, Fred got quite worked up about it, the uh, the Tour de France he's talking about. Fred got quite worked (laughs) up about it, though we couldn't understand why, and then he came back with this delightful creation. (laughs) So
0: (laughs) he's obviously, they were like, why is he so into the Tour de France? (laughs) I've got this amazing idea for a song. Yeah. I got it from seeing a load of bikes. Yeah, 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 yeah,
2: yeah. It's not autobiographical. He didn't particularly enjoy bicycling, and he did like Star Wars. It's yeah. very important <laughs> to say that, right? It's very important to say that. Um, yeah, uh, and we also talk in depth about the extraordinary music video on season two, episode three, where we uh, rank the uh, all of Queen's music videos. So we go into some depth there. Um, and the controversy around it um so what new things have we got to say about bicycle race that we haven't <laughs> said before <laughs> well it's going to be my ringtone yes exactly you love that uh little uh, you sort of love hate that little bell solo you're sort of obsessed with it right no
0: i don't i don't hate it i love it
2: you love it you love it <laughs> There's no good hate. i'm glad i'm glad <laughs> should i tell you why <laughs> yeah. i'm glad why? Because... Because you're going to play it? Oh, Yeah, on the mini-pod, I played it from the solo onwards, but now I'm going to play it up to and including the solo. What do you think? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Should we have a listen? And then we'll, we'll yes, give us time to think about new things to say about this lovely song. <laughs> Bicycle
5: races are coming your way So forget all your duties
4: So nice. John's
2: point was it was a bit of a novelty song and that maybe it didn't do Queen that many favours. But I disagree. <laughs> I think musically it's brilliant. Go on, Suze, what do you think?
0: It's a complex song. Yeah. You've got, and most of it's in 4-4. Four, four. And then when you get to that um, lovely lilting bridge they've got, bicycle races are coming your way, it goes into 3-4. Oh, really? Uh, you don't okay, get... Yeah. They're just. You just don't get many songs from rock bands, stadium rock bands where they're like, Well, we'll start in four four, then we'll go into three four, then we'll have a bicycle bell solo, then we'll go <laughs> back into four four. Like, it's it's yeah. quite an unusual it's an, it's quite proggy really. Yeah. But it yeah. wouldn't necessarily be um put under the prog rock banner because it feels so novelty.
2: Yeah, I think that's a very cool. I, I did not even think about the time signature change. Of course it moves into, it got that swing. And and it does mm. evoke bicycles, it's brilliant. Go on, yeah. uh, Simon, what do you think?
3: Well, the only thing I could add <laughs> to this is um, when, uh, back in the day, we were working on um, Greatest Video Hits 1, Yeah. Um, we were sort of trying to find the the best master version of each video that we could possibly find. So going back as far as we could to to get the best quality one. And there were loads of tapes in the archive that said Fat Bottom Girls and Bicycle Race because what would happen is they would make copies of the videos and send them out to all the TV stations and and so forth and in the hope that they get picked up. So nine times out of ten, what those were was the Fat Bottom Girls video followed by the Bicycle Race video, which was... um, the filming of the the ladies in Wimbledon Stadium, heavily animated over with Uh, sharks swimming in and, you know, a policeman, I seem to remember, and London buses and things like that. Um, So we kind of just did due diligence and went through them. And one of the last tapes we checked was the original recording of the band on stage for Fat Bottom Girls. And then after it, they performed Bicycle Race on the same... Stage oh, really? that they'd record. So in the same setup, they recorded the Fat Bottom Girls video. They recorded, and that was going to be the original video before they had the idea to do the Girls on the Bikes. Oh, so wow. for greatest video hits. One, we remade a video using some of the footage from the Nice Ladies
2: right. and cut it
3: with the performance of them singing. That was it. you. Yeah,
2: because <laughs> that's the
3: version I think of. Yeah, that's the version I know. But the original original video that came out that was used in back in the seventies was all just sort of animated, masked footage. Oh. I see. Because ah. it was obviously a bit bit naughty. It was very naughty. Was a very... little cheeky. <laughs> it was a little. There were lots L- of little, little cheeky confessions <laughs> of a window cleaner, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, uh, mm, yeah.
2: Yes. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, the one thing I would say about it is, it is a song that somehow has entered the zeitgeist. Like. If, if there's any yeah. documentary or news item or anything <laughs> that involves a bicycle, this is the song that gets used. Yeah. Like, what other famous songs about bicycles are there? Like, this is the one. Freddie's done it. He's covered bicycles. And bicycles are yeah. massive. It's Many, like, if anything, about,
0: day. if anything about cocaine is in a documentary, they play Stones' Gimme Shelter. Sure. If anything about a bike, it's bicycles. Yeah, yeah <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. do you think freddy's every, every olympics every olympics <laughs> they get like sue barker go and now what it's over to the velodrome let's see what action we got coming up bicycle race bicycle race they do just play
2: they do they do it's out there man it's very very present in everyone's lives and it's uh, <laughs> and it brings a smile to the face so what is wrong with bicycle race i say nothing but i tell you what it is time for sues <gasps> It's time for Simon Says. He's guaranteed Ah. to blow us minds. Oh, I'll try that again. (laughs) What it is time for, Suze. He's guaranteed to blow our minds. It's time for Simon Says. Thank you. Guaranteed to blow your mind. (laughs) What have you got to say, Simon? What have you got for us this time?
3: I'm afraid I've been a bit self-indulgent on this one. Have you? Yeah, I've just gone for something that I want to play. Um, Hooray! And... uh, We're going to be talking about this song in a couple of songs' time, Let Me Entertain You. Yes. it's one of my favourite live songs that Queen do. Ah. So I just thought we had to have a bit of Let Me Entertain You live because Mm -hmm. there's something about it for me. It just feels so much meatier and heavier live than it does on the album. Um, And which live version are you treating us to? do you know i don't know (laughs) okay fine let's listen to it then
5: okay you want to get crazy come on let's do it
2: a banger it's great should i just go straight to let me entertain you and then do if you can't be yeah why not let's do it yeah, yeah don't you think yeah. that's fun yeah. yeah so obviously the next track on the album is uh if you can't beat them by john deacon but let's come back to that in a sec uh, let's do the final track on this side which is let me entertain you a wonderful track by freddie mercury i love it when freddie writes hard rock tracks and this is Mm. one of them I love it I love it when he writes like an ogre battle or a a princess of the universe uh, this is one of them and I think it's one of those songs like Stone Cold Crazy and Love of My Life that are semi-official big queen songs right like lap of the gods hmm. like if, if if you want to pass yourself off as a queen fan like a deep cuts queen fan this is one of the tracks that you definitely need to know about is let me entertain you right? a big part mm. of their live set for years should we just have a little listen to the uh to the uh to the album version and then we can get yeah. chatting about it Song, uh, absolutely love it. Uh, where are you on this one, Suze?
0: Oh, let me entertain you is great. It, it slaps way more than I remember as a teenager. Like, I don't think I was that fussed with it when really? I was 16, but I listened to it this morning and it felt so fresh. Um, I do a lot of work on the LGBT cabaret circuit with like a lot of drag queens, and this song really ought to be an opening song for a rad. Drag queen because it's yeah. such ultimate camp rock. I might have to nab it for myself because yes. who wouldn't want to burst onto the stage? <laughs> you know, I wear I wear an electric blue metallic leotard at the uh, Royal Vauxhall Tavern. I think it'd be nice to go out there and say, "What is it? Just take a look at the menu." We give you rock a la carte. <laughs> <laughs> That's really great. I will, I want to go out a there and.
2: Cruella sing that. de Deville. That's a, a real track. I like. Um, queen I also line. like.
0: Oh, uh, it says it's this song. Oh, it's grounds for divorce. It's yeah. also. It's really um, <laughs> camp and fun. It's, um, and I really love the ending of this song as well because Queen they just never take themselves too seriously. Uh, yes. and it's funny yeah. at the end. They are all just like. Improvises some diva chat, saying, I'm not wearing that. It's for fun. It's really fun. Yeah, <laughs>
2: and I wonder if it is referring to that little strip joint they went to on the corner every evening. Yeah, it maybe. It literally is. I've come here to sell you my body. I can show you some good merchandise. Yeah. I'll pull you and I'll pill you. I'll, yeah. I'll Cruella to pill you. It's just an incredible line. Uh, and to thrill you, I'll use any device. He's <laughs>
0: so talking about a microphone. <laughs> The device is a microphone, all right, you dirty okay, bleeders. Okay. And that's a really cool line, though. I'll pull you, and I'll pill you, I'll yeah. Cruella de vil you, yeah. and to thrill you, I'll use yeah. any device and merchandise and device rhyme. There's lots of internal rhymes So many rhymes going on. That's clever. That's, that's Sondheim level. That's like Ladies Who Lunch. Right, right. <laughs> Sometimes he... Ladies Who Lunch does that with internal rhymes within the Rhymes. lines and then there's a rhyme will come two lines later to something that was above it uh and there's freddie doing it seven years after company came out <laughs>
2: wow well yeah i mean he he is such a witty lyricist mm. he's incredible and uh, this song is a fantastic example of that um uh one of the things i love about this song is it's full of references to the band
4: themselves, yeah. you know, yeah. like
2: we'll sing to you in Japanese. That's a reference yes. to Teo Toriati on another day at the races, right? Um, and um, and they're talking about the band's tour manager, Jerry Stickles. Like, if you need a fix, if you want to high, Stickles will see to that. So, if you want to get some drugs, talk to Jerry Stickles, yeah. you know. And it's like with Electra and EMI, that's their labels. We'll show yeah. you where it's at, right? So, there's, there's all of those internal references. I think it's fantastic. Um, the way they do that. We'll come to the very ending bit in the moment, but um, the one thing you touched on there, Suze, was uh, you know you said, oh God, what a great song it would, to open a set with. And mm. they used it at the top of their gigs quite a lot. It was generally the sort of second song they might play or even the first song they might play mm-hmm. uh, around this, this neck of the woods. Is that right, Simon? Yeah, um, yeah, and no, yet no, it no. closes side A of jazz. It is essentially the last song on this side of the album, which is an interesting position for it you know um it's a successful closing of this side of the album but it has got that opener feel to it right
0: yeah there must have been conversations
2: yeah yeah well i mean but they never go down the
0: obvious route do they so they went no we're going to open with Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah with a call to prayer yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, what a great track it is. It is. It is. I just wanted to spend a little bit of time talking about the voices in the outro. I thought it mm. uh, uh, no one really knows what's being said, but we've Sam's done a little bit of research for us. So I'm going to run through it uh, and then we can have a, a listen to it and see what we think. So, According to law, it is Freddie saying, hey, where's my backstage pass at the end? But I think it, I, it always sounded to me like it was Brian doing his little, sometimes he does that little American voice thing that he does. And I always wondered if it was Brian. Then there's an unknown man that says, hey, that was a bit of all right, wasn't it? Um, which I'd never really heard. And then great, one outrageous costume, which I always thought was Roger. but it is I unknown. think it's Roger. I think it's Roger, right?
0: It's Roger. It's
2: bound to be Roger. Uh, and then apparently Freddie says, Hey, that Brian May is out of sight, man. I don't hear that. Uh, okay. Someone, maybe Brian, says, Not many, not many, go straight. And some woman said,
0: Oh, says, I thought it was John Deacon saying, Oh, not money, not money.
2: Oh, really? I, I thought know, it was John no, yeah, okay. I never really okay. pulled that out. Uh, uh-huh. And then uh, this unknown woman who will never know, I guess. If <laughs> Simon doesn't know, we'll never know. Uh, I always wanted to be a groupie, is what she says. Um, it and was then, me That's was it me. you yeah. was it you I did you a bit there. I'm all the queen album. little bottle of Evian and a towel <laughs>
0: yeah it's, I'm there holding it up going, I always <laughs> wanted to be a groupie and they're like shut up <laughs> oh okay <laughs>
2: uh, and then possibly uh, Roger saying give you lessons or something right at the end so that is the gibberish at yeah, should we have a little listen Sam yeah. yeah and see if we see if we're right see what we can pick out see if we change our minds about anything if
5: you dig the tree, we'll have a a
0: Is someone doing it The woman's doing Like an Eastern European Is
2: see. i always <laughs> wanted
0: To be a groupie Someone It sounds like Someone putting it on
2: <laughs>
0: that's so good
2: that's so good I'm sure that's Roger that's got to be Roger what
0: an outrageous yeah. costume what an outrageous costume
2: oh fun game what a fun game right. guys mm-hmm. if you haven't listened to the jazz album why wouldn't you at this point uh, before we can uh, leave the works we must go back and uh, listen to the penultimate track on this side of the album which is If You Can't Beat Them by mm. one Mr. John Deacon Uh, A track that touches upon the themes of the worst sides of the entertainment industry. A lot like a lot of Freddie songs did, actually. Um, Let's have a listen to that because it's it's kind of a banger. It's like one thing that's quite interesting about this one, it's it's uh so on on a lot of the songs that John writes, uh he tends to play some of the guitars on them, right? Um but this is as well as the bass, but this he just plays the bass and Brian's doing all the guitars on it. It's quite mm. a rare, rare thing for John's song. Um what it's sort of a poppy peppy rocky John Deacon number, right? Mm. <laughs> Do you guys like it? Do you like it, Suze? What do
0: you think yeah, it? I do. It's very recognisably John Deacon as well. Right. He, always, he always writes so well for Freddie's voice. Uh, Freddie yes. will he'll, he'll get a, that kind of almost girl group 60s pop sound. There's always an element of that in right. how John writes for Freddie's voice. This song reminds me a lot of um, George Harrison's song, What Is Life? Do you know that song? I don't
2: know if I do, mm-hmm.
0: actually. Why is life without you? I mean, do you know it? It's on no. the Goodfellas soundtrack. That's oh, the only okay. reason I know okay. it. I think it came out just after he left the Beatles, so it sort of would have come out at the beginning of the 70s. Um, it reminds me a lot of that, um, but there's always something slightly different when it's, John writing for Freddie. There's it, is. it is. something Where you, you go, there's something about this I can't quite put my finger on, but it's its own thing. Yeah, because Freddie uh, just and sells a very it. very technical. He yeah, enjoys it, right? Like, he's yeah, said as much. And he, he loves and he the way just, John writes for him. They, they, they work very well as a pair. They do. Yeah.
2: The reason I picked that little clip is because I just absolutely love Freddie's little, yeah, that he does <laughs> it. <You> know, <laughs> it's such an extraordinary guy. It's
0: everyone for themselves.
2: Yeah, yeah. Mm.
0: He, there's a real... Thatcher, right. Oh, <laughs> oh, she's just around the corner. It's 1978. <laughs> How things have changed. <laughs> yeah, watch yourselves. But, um, yeah.
2: Uh, yes, there, there is this <laughs> extraordinary sort of. Uh, Freddie just is enjoy. He, he just always enjoys singing, Johnson. Yeah, yeah. He just loves it. It's he's free with it. He's unencumbered, and he just. Goes for he loves it, I think, maybe because he was very keen to encourage John as well. I don't know. Hmm. What do you think, Simon? Yeah. Where, where you had it in your top 10 John Deacon songs, didn't you? Way back when, yeah. But then when you think how many songs John
3: wrote, it, pretty much all of them were in the top 10. But, um, I like this side it's to be actually well. <laughs> 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 I think there was two <laughs> tracks from the Flash album that weren't in that the top ten, the and that was okay. it. Okay. But that was the thing about Diki. He didn't do yeah. many, but all of them mm. have That's something really, really, really interesting about them and are great. Yeah. And I was just listening to that just now, and I was just thinking, why isn't this more well-known than it is, mm. even amongst sort of Queen fans? I mean, it's yeah. it's not one that ever sort of rears its head anywhere, is it? Yeah. And it's, it's a shame. I really like it, and I like that that side of Diki. And it, it feels... As we're saying, very, we're heading towards the game with this one, aren't we? It could easily mm-hmm. have been on the game, this song. Yeah. It would have sat quite nicely there. So it's quite interesting that John John was already there in that respect.
2: Yes, yeah, I think yeah. you're right. Yeah, it's funny. I, like, what I, I mean, I love that it's an upbeat track. I love that it's sort of a heavier track in lots of ways, mm. um, uh, but still got that pop feel and that, that appeal, that kind of just that pop sensibility and you can say that about so many of John's lesser known songs is why aren't these more, why is you and I not better known than it is, Yes, you yeah. Know? They, yeah they they yeah. sound like they should be really successful i think ultimately in the end um it's one of the songs that uh, may be less present for queen fans because um th- th- there are other tracks on this album that are lesser known but are so potent Uh, Mm. and and because it's such an you know I know for a fact that there there are tracks on this album that I don't like that other Queen fans like in this group there are but absolutely uh, jealousy is a really good example right Mm. Right. you're so passionate for jealousy um, and I'm so passionate for dead on time it's just coming off on the Mm -hmm. next Or let me entertain you right Um, and I wonder if, if you can't beat them just somehow doesn't because it's just it's just pop and it's fun and it comes up and you listen to it and it's like, yeah and then you've moved on. But actually, the lyrics behind it are pretty full on, right? These being mm-hmm. pretty cruel uh, about the industry and stuff and it's an interesting Yeah, it's yes. disguised
0: with this light, upbeat feel, you get that as well on Somebody to Love. Yes. It's devastating lyrics, but it's like a raucous jam that you can sing at a wedding like put it on put it on the DJ and everyone going oh brilliant it's somebody to love and it's like this song is devastating it's like singing someone like you at a wedding yes, exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is a song
2: about the aching loneliness of a yeah. existence yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like no you've just got married you found someone Sing something cheerier something by Jess Glynn go on <laughs> <laughs> well that means we have covered side a of jazz what an epic return to queen podding we are having here yes love it love it yeah nice yes. to be back it's lovely so lovely to be, to be back please send us uh your comments you can comment on any of our socials instagram um uh, uh what's the other one twitter Yep, yeah, at the queen pod <laughs> At the Queen Pod. We're not on TikTok. We never will be. Um but uh we're also on Facebook. You can find us there. Email us queenpod at the com. It is worth doing. Um we are going to be uh returning uh, next week with uh side B of Jazz, which is very exciting. There's amazing tracks on there. Done on time in only seven days, Dreamers Ball, Fun It Leaving Home Ain't Easy, Don't Stop Me Now. More of that jazz, very exciting stuff. But the last thing that we must do in this episode is select our Queen de la Queen, Ooh. remember?
4: Made in heaven,
2: made in heaven. Yeah. This is where we each select the uh, track that we most want to go on, the ultimate Queen playlist, the Queen Pop playlist which is on spotify right producer sam it's out there somewhere yep correct if there is a tie i get the casting vote i will say that and we don't include singles right so if it's already been a hit single it's it's whatever isn't a single because that, that, you can just have greatest hits for that so it's it's whichever track isn't um, already on greatest hits so which of these tracks sues i can't imagine the suspense is killing me are you going to pick as your favorite on side a?
0: well i Uh, initially I went I'm picking jealousy but I know that on Queen de la Queen we've already got my melancholy blues. We do. So I don't think you need jealousy I agree. I think you need let me entertain you.
2: Interesting very interesting indeed I'm slapping it on there I like your thinking I like your thinking. (laughs) All right then and Mr Simon Lupton what have you got?
3: I'm trying to think of a really clever, smart, intelligent way that I've reached my decision like Suze just has, but <laughs> I can't. It's just let me entertain you. Is it's it? always was. Yeah, it's always going to be that. And you just love it? No, no, you no know, well-thought-out journey to it. Just it's let me entertain you.
2: Would you like me to reveal some exciting information for you guys? Go on. <gasps> yes, please. Last night, I texted John to ask him, what was no. his favorite
5: track?
2: Yes, so that he has a vote. Oh, because It was important good. that his voice yes. was heard on Part the Queen of the Queen. I don't want anyone questioning. Uh, what do you reckon his answer was?
0: If you can't beat him,
2: okay. Would you? Do you agree, Simon? I'm,
3: I'm, I'm, I'm sensing that we could be on the cusp of a unanimous decision here. Are you? <laughs> okay, okay. It's so possible. It's possible. Did yeah, he, he, went for for he went for jealousy,
2: he went for Did jealousy, he? he went for jealousy, he ah. went for jealousy, instantly. It took him 30 seconds to reply. I'm
0: glad it's got... Yeah, re- yeah, It's yeah, got yeah. represented, it has got
2: represented. And and to further your uh, hopes for uni- unanimity, I would have gone for Let Me Entertain You had Suze also gone for jealousy, in order, in, in order to gotcha. get it to, Right? But because Suze <laughs> is smart and has already figured all that stuff out, I don't need to. So it means that I can vote <laughs> with my heart, which is for Mustafa. Ah, it's ah, it yes. had a proud, profound impact on me as a human being i love that it exists and it's special and it, i think it, it sits in that pantheon along with let me entertain you songs that should be uh, in the queen of the queen but what that does mean is the track that is making it into Queenland queen is quite rightly let me entertain you <laughs> Oh, it's my favourite game. It's my favourite game. We're gonna uh,
3: Cruella Deville you right here, right now. Yeah, baby.
0: Have a breakfast at Tiffany's.
2: Uh,
3: yeah, I know that's so rock and roll, isn't it? We breakfast at Tiffany's. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think? This, let it's that one the it's so like he's...
0: You knew what you were doing, didn't you, Freddy? Yeah, he yeah, yeah, did.
2: Yeah. He did. He's wonderful. Yeah, in the middle of a really heavy track, he's talking about Tiffany's. Brilliant. Um. A little bit of Hepburn, why not? So uh, that has brought us to uh, the end of this uh, this wonderful episode. We will see you next time for side B of jazz. Um, Please uh, take the time, genuinely take the time to pop onto uh, the iTunes or Spotify or wherever you pick us up from, and just give us a little rating, give us a little review. It's so important. Um, Please just spread the word. We need, you know, it's wonderful. We've got people listening all over the world. Just get on your Queen fan forums and and, and shout about us if you're you're doing what we're doing. And what?
0: Get on your Queen fan forums and ride. Yeah!
2: That's what I should have said. Thank you, Suze.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Suze, have you got anything
2: that you want to shout about at the moment? Anything that you're working on that you want to plug while we're here?
0: Um, I found this great band you should all check out called Queen. Put it in your ears, play it loud. I think you'll be really into them. Yeah, baby. hashtag
2: pql well oh yeah i don't know
0: will this be out before june 12th yes yeah yeah easily okay good yeah because that's in like four months um uh, I am doing a show called A Night at the Sousa Calls <gasps> at Brasserie Zedel's in Piccadilly it's me a full band in this amazing Art Deco place that's got a, it's an Art Deco style entertainment venue that's got a restaurant attached to it and when you eat on it you feel like you're on the Titanic but oh not God. in a going to die way oh. it's the coolest venue in London and I'm very lucky that's on June 12th uh, One Night I'm, Only are the tickets out? Yeah the One t- Night Only a Night at the Sousa Calls and they're
2: Will be queen. Oh, mate. And is there? Is there, are the tickets available already? Or are they...
0: Tickets are available. And I yes. can't remember,
2: do you know how many seats there are?
0: There, I think it's a 70 seat. Oh venue. my gosh,
2: they're going to be snapped up so by it's the exclusive. time we finish this. I know
0: a third about. of them have gone already. Whoa. So, Oh, Sue's. Got go get in there fast.
2: Oh, that sounds really <laughs> exciting. Fantastic stuff. And how about you, Simon? Is there anything? What's happening with Greatest Hits? You're wrapping up fairly soon, aren't you? We just had the greatest. Brian on the roof.
3: Uh, yeah, Queen the greatest is uh, finishing, um, but we are thinking about what we might do next. So I'm hoping
2: dun, dun, dun.
3: there'll be more, more sort of you like know. We weekly, have big plans
2: this year, don't we?
3: Weekly, there's a lot going mm. on. We, you yeah. know, the tour's coming up. So yeah, yes. Who knows what we'll be doing around the now.
0: O2? Had its roof ripped off. Absolutely. got peeled like a damn orange. Yep.
3: Yeah. So yeah. maybe it'll be, be Queen in the open air by May. Oh. It would yeah, be good to no, them I, I, air, wouldn't it? Can't wait to see them back out on the road again. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, have do Adam you think this over. might
0: be... Simon, do you think you'll be able to fix it for me to... Not like that. To sing... <laughs> <laughs> to sing with Brian this year?
3: To sing with Brian?
0: <laughs> yeah, me and Brian. Yeah, why Come not? on. <laughs> That's yes. what I think. I think Let's yeah. fix this. So,
2: EastEnders and Singing <laughs> wa- with Brian, 2022.
0: If Brian 2022. wants to come... If, yeah, uh, Anita needs to get me on EastEnders. <laughs> yeah. If... um. Uh, If Brian wants to come to my show on June the 12th, tell him I can get him a free ticket. (laughs)
3: I've got a horrible feeling he might be performing at the O2 on the same night. I (laughs) probably
0: am meant to be seeing him at the O2 that night and no longer can.
3: But if he's not, I reckon he'll be there like a shot.
0: Yeah, I knew it. And I'll go, come on then, Brian. Come on on stage. Anything you'd like to plug, mate?
3: Mm. (laughs) No.
0: I can do that. He'll be saying, "Yeah, we've so still got be- a few
3: tickets left at the O2. If anyone, <laughs> if anyone's interested, I'll
0: go. Come up here. It's Wh- good exposure.
2: Which song? Which song do you want to sing with him?
0: With Brian, yeah. Um, the the. Uh, bicycle bell solo from bicycle <laughs> <laughs> that's
2: great because we've literally just been talking about that album that's so on
0: point <laughs> oh my god I, I thought you were gonna say like go 39 or
2: something but no, no yeah i want to do 39 i, do bells.
0: <laughs> I know i want to do 39 that's do you? what i meant all along yeah okay. yeah, that's yeah. Great and, the, and the audience will go like whoa I can't believe it and oh, i'll it's go, yeah it's better than george
2: michael that's what they'll do it's going to be amazing absolutely amazing fantastic stuff well wonderful Uh, I've had so much fun it's so nice to be back together Um, I always find a little wisdom in these songs So I'll leave you this keep your chin up when you're feeling lonely don't let them get you down like Freddie says give as good as you get thank you Suze thank you Simon Uh, and thank you producer Sam we'll see you all very soon goodbye
5: Bye. bye
1: This has been The Queen Pod, a Seven Seas Films production. Edited and produced by me, Sam Easton. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and stay in touch by emailing queenpod at thequeenpodcast.com Thanks for listening and see you next time.